Empires with Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Boy, you have foolsy, bloatsy, sweetsy, brownsy, boom, man! Expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers. This is the way. Hey, it started right away. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, look at that. I know. For once, I've got a whole one where it didn't start, where it's just me and whatever. <sighs> just move on so that we can get this show started, even though I don't really have anything to talk about. This is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Yeah. But, you know, for uh, South Park just released a new pair of shoes that they teamed up with Adidas with. Wait, what? Yeah, they teamed up with Adidas. They are putting out towel shoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Like, I was like, uh, yeah, so it's stupid. a correlation that's supposed to come out on 420. That's so dumb. And I'm... Part of me is like, I kind of want towelie shoes. I wonder, um, of course, it's probably been in for a long time, but it just, all it makes me think of is like, are they, are they playing off the fact that Lil Nas X had those devil shoes with his blood in them kind of thing? Or? Hey, th- hey, I, I was so, uh, like, I don't really listen to Nas X or whatever, no, no. but I totally was part of that when he was doing like, He's like the 666 pair of shoes started like a, a whole new for someone <laughs> whole new satanic. And I'm like hell panic. yeah, it's metal. I know. Oh, oh so man. been up to anything interesting this week? Well, not too much. Like right before record, I said I was going to Burlington, try to do some stupid shopping. I'm gonna do. I'll probably put it on the face on the on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go into the Burlington Target. Oh no! Just to be like, see if the conspiracy still lives on, where they can't find anything. Oh, it lives on. At least the last time I was there. When, you... dude, when you go, you're gonna be so depressed. I'm already depressed. Like <laughs> that shopping center used to be like the place. Yeah. Like we used to go there for all our collectibles and all sorts of stuff. And the last time I've been there, which is like three and a half years ago. Yeah. It just looked so sad. Online shopping in the pandemic really hit it pretty hard. That's the thing, like, we've been talking about it, like, on and off over the years. But I finally went, I went to a Best Buy near me recently. Because usually they have a pretty good selection of movies Mm -hmm. that I can choose from. And normally it's, like, two and a half to three rows of stuff. I went in there... And they've condensed it to one aisle for everything. And I asked them about it. I was just like, I remember hearing you guys talking about like physical media not being a huge thing with you. But are you really just going to get rid of it all? And they're like, yeah, like we're still going to sell it. But it's mostly going to be online these days. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's such 
It's like cool and also not cool because like we talk about it all the time. Like physical media is not dead. No, no. I want everything on physical media. I just talked about this with someone else the other day too. Like how physical media shouldn't it will never go away, but it makes it really hard to find things, especially during a pandemic when they only make limited runs of stuff. Yeah, and it's um, it, I don't know. It's just it's kind of lame. Like, boy, I do like online shopping, but uh, sometimes it is nice to just go out to the store and find stuff. Yeah, it's great to have that little piece. Like you, you didn't know you really wanted it till you find it. I love those little like, you're walking around a store, you see something that catches your mm-hmm. eye, and you're like, yes, that needs to come home with me right now. Uh, yeah, that hasn't happened to me in a bit, but I get it. Well, so like, I it happened to me at GameStop recently, um, because I'm on my crusade of getting all the death metal. Uh, different variations of Batman. Yep, yep. Uh, and so I was in like, so I was in GameStop and they had the Drowned, which is one I don't have. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I I want to buy that. And now all I'm missing is the Red Death, <laughs> and then the new the next a, round that builds like the Bat Father. There's a Red or Death that called. comes in a um, two pack. Two pack with the yeah, flash. With the regular Flash. So. I don't know if yeah, there's going to be it's a... It's in my Amazon wish list. Is there also a regular... Because I don't think there is a regular... Um, I've I've never seen a regular set Red Death. So. He always seems to be packed yeah, with Flash. That's what I thought. But uh, I, I did read a comic book that made me kind of get really sick of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read the whole thing, so I'm just jumping out. I have a copy of the king in black still in my folder at work that i haven't read yet it's the last issue of before they go into like heroes were born mm-hmm. territory um but apparently there was this other story that was going on that revolved around the phoenix force again now i haven't been reading a lot of the avenger books lately so i this was like the last issues like you where it's like talks about it leads i guess into heroes were born so i'm gonna tell you exactly what i read from the only one issue, and I'm sorry if our fans are loyal Avengers fans and I might spoil, but I need to see your reaction to what I'm about right. to tell you. I'm ready. So, Captain America, Namor, uh, She-Hulk, um, Black Panther, mm-hmm. um, who else? There's two others. And two, uh, Ghost Rider... And somebody else, I can't remember the other person, uh, all are fighting each other, but they're all amped on, but they're all possessed by the Phoenix Force. And apparently, Uh, yeah, yeah, so apparently they're all just beating the living crap out of each other because the Phoenix Force is trying to choose a wielder. Uh, and so everyone's doing it for whatever purposes. Captain America's fighting Black Panther because Captain America thinks he's the best choice. Black Panther thinks he's the he's the only choice. Namor's just being Namor, being like, no, it's me. Like, you all can suck it. And it ends with everyone losing out. And it all goes to this minor character named Echo. I heard, like, heard of Echo. She's going to be in the uh, 
Shang-Chi film. No. She's not in Shang-Chi in... Oh, I think uh, she I is. sworn she's like, going to be in... Uh, it'll come to me. Hang on. Hawkeye. She might be in Hawkeye. The, I, it, it could be wrong, but I saw something because a toy toy news. Oh, the like, toy for toy... Shang-Chi. Some of that stuff dropped yeah. today, actually. Yeah. Which, they don't look interesting at which, all. <laughs> the pop figure for the Great Protector, I laughed my head I off. I haven't seen the pops yet. I just looked at the regular uh, action figures. F- the Marvel Legends yes. line? Yeah, not very interesting. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that so... There's so yeah, it's like okay, cool. There's a new Phoenix Force, and it's one of those things where I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like they've run the Phoenix so many times, and it feels like such an afterthought this this time around. I'm just like, I just don't care. It's totally one of those things in Marvel comics that doesn't interest me at all. Even the original Phoenix storyline in the X Men isn't all that interesting to me, honestly. Um, it, yeah, and like they keep reusing it because it was part of it was the whole like crux of was it Mar uh, Avengers versus yeah Avengers versus X Men. Oh, I didn't where read that. They had so... to protect Hope. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a bad series on the surface, but it's basically Hope Summer was chosen. Summers was chosen to be the Phoenix Force, so the Avengers were fighting the X Men as always. Figures being like, and then the. Phoenix Force broke into five pieces and took over, like, random... Uh, it took over, what was it? Namor, Colossus, uh, and a couple others. Weird. <laughs> oh, Cyclops, Emma. It was bizarre. I don't know. Mm. It's like, it's, I love... Mar- I'm going to read the first... Probably read the first issue of Heroes Reborn. Because mm. the concept seems interesting. Um, but I have a feeling I'm going to be disappointed as always. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Speaking of that, um, cause we, I have to talk about this. Okay, Go for it. Cause I didn't know. Okay. So I was looking for something to watch on HBO max last night. Okay. And apparently New Mutants is on there. Yes, I saw it's on there. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Well, I did. I think I saw that you did, actually. And let me tell you... And let me tell you, that that is a movie that that exists... (laughs) That bad, huh? ...out there in the world. It's... it's, Oh, here's the deal. Okay. It's... It's fucking... It's dumb. It is... A dumb movie, not um, good. Dumb, I take it because it was. It's no, it's 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 so hard because I feel like if there were no other X Men films, okay, like if this was like the beginning of them trying to make an X Men universe, mm-hmm. then I could maybe give it a pass. But like okay, but some they did some weird things in this film that. I felt like made absolutely no sense. I have to bring up to make sure I, uh, I have to remember, like, I think it was, I think it's rated Mm -hmm. R if I remember correctly. Um, no, it's PG 13. That was PG 13. All right. Cause that did not seem like a PG 13 film. Was it like bloody or Um, 
It wasn't blood. It was a lot of weird sexual right. stuff that, um, it was just, okay. So I'm going to just run this, uh, plot quote unquote. So, uh, Danny, there's a girl named Danny Moonstar and the whole movie revolves around mm-hmm. her. Her family is her whole village or whatever. Okay. Is destroyed. And she like wakes up in this Xavier type uh, location with other mutants, and uh, and is learning okay. about her powers. Or it, they don't know what her powers are. It's just this girl. She meets some other people. Uh, hilarious. I don't want to say hilarious, but no, hilarious. Yeah. Um. There, and so the whole movie is basically. Dan- stuff is happening to Danny, and in correlation, because for those who don't know, her power is she brings people's nightmares to life, or can like, or dreams, nightmares, whatever mm-hmm. she wants. Which, but it's really easy. It's a really easy giveaway in this film, because the others are dealing with weird nightmare scenarios at the same time as they keep they keep showing Danny like falling asleep. So the other he- v- characters in this are Cannonball, uh, Wolfsbane, uh, which is m- that's that's Maisie Williams' right. character for uh, uh, Sunspot and everyone's favorite uh, Anya playing uh, Magic that everyone was like going mm-hmm. boners over, um, and it's it, it's such a hodgepodge of crap that. That there was stuff that could have been really good, but I think everyone is, was so X Men out and how bad all the X Men films were, are that this movie just was doomed to fail from the yeah. start. And like there was a cool, there was a they they got Wolfsbane and Mirage started having a relationship, which I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, there, there, the doctor's name is Cecilia Reyes, who she can make force fields but she was never a bad guy she was actually an x-men but apparently she works for the same company that when she that she works for the company that made the that took the kids in logan because they have reused footage from logan in this all right weird yeah, so I'm like, wait, so timeline-wise, this t- because it, it shows like the kids being taken, the 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 footage that woman uh-huh. took, uh, um, da- Daphne's caretaker took. It shows the footage of the kids using their powers from that film as a dream sequence of her reading Cecilia Ray's mind. This is all very weird, and but then like. So, the, the, like, magic is using a lot of masturbation jokes, um, and the and and the whole crux of this whole film ends with uh, Danny coming to terms with her powers, which accidentally summons the demon bear. The that then demon destroys the place. Bear? Yes, which is a Marvel. It's a real okay, Marvel that's what character. I've never heard of. That's. It's a it is it's a demon bear. That's all it is. 
Uh, it's a real Marvel character, although it was n I don't remember it ever being attached into the psyche of any character. And it ends with her taming the bear, being like, no, this is my life, and you can't hurt me anymore. And that's it. Um... I don't even really know how to react to There's, that. like, other it's horror stuff that happens. Really bizarre. Just, it's bad. It's really bad. Like, it's trying to be a... Th it's trying to be a, a horror thriller film, it but there's nothing terrifying about it. It has instances where it could have been really interesting mm -hmm. with some of the characters and their backstories. Just kind of wash them away for cheap scares. The kid who plays Cannonball, I have to remember his name, because because uh, he was awful. Uh, Charlie Heaton. Oh, from Charlie um, Heaton uh, of uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things, yeah, awful because they made him like a minor, like a minor's kid who also has like a really th weird mm -hmm. southern accent, and he went full into it, and I was just like, this, this is awful. Like the only Maisie, uh, Maisie's character and the guy who mm -hmm. plays Sunspot, probably the only two characters that had interesting things going on. Wow. But they never really, they never really explore it, and it's just bizarre. Okay, fuck that's this movie. Weird. <laughs> just fuck this movie. Like, and it even like the whole thing even starts with an opening monologue from Danny being like, "When I was a kid, my dad told me there were two bears that lived inside everyone." And I'm just like, fuck you. Two bears that live in. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, they took the. You remember the, that analogy, like an sure, old, sure. It's a Native yeah. American proverb or something, where but where it's like, there everyone sure. has two you... wolves, and 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 it's like you either it's like the the wolf that's all about positivity and growth, and there, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. the one that's anger, hatred, all that stuff, and it's like, well, which one uh, is the strongest? And it's like whichever one you feed, which is. The whole which and so they took that analogy, and they just turned it to bears. I'm gonna say something like, really bizarre here, and I think I'm gonna regret it eventually. But you haven't made me not want to watch this movie just because I apparently really want to see this insanity for myself. It's. I'm sure I'm gonna regret it. I'm sure I will, but. Like, uh, don't like there's a whole. See it. <laughs> it's, it's not like uh, the cast overall cast was all right. Sure, like, the cast could have done some really good stuff, but I feel like, and it might be just the X Men fatigue of just, which could easily have been it for me. Maybe because like, I don't rem like I I know there is one at least one X Men film that was mediocre. Uh, eh. But beyond that, I don't remember any other X Men film really being like striving for me. Like, yeah, I want to rewatch that again. Yeah, I know the X Men films. Uh, a lot of people really enjoy them. Uh, I don't want to take that away from them. Uh, they, I, I, the X Men films, a hundred percent, really helped get um, superheroes going on screen. Um, however, 
they're not my favorite. But the X-Men aren't my favorite thing in the world. So it's it's yeah. I don't yeah. Know, if you want like you might have a completely different I know this is a very negative kind of response. Oh, I'm sure I won't. I j- typically you and I are pretty close on things. I'm sure I will watch it and think well, this and is it's like so the, but, and it's also they just take the characters and they do weird things with like their origin. So like magic she if I remember correctly, I'm not the biggest buff on X-Men characters except for like some of the big guys. So if I remember correctly, mm. Uh, Magic's whole thing is she's like a daughter of hell. All right. There's space for one location. To, okay, never mind. Okay, never mind. Uh, but on that, but she, so she throughout the movie she has a puppet, a little dragon puppet, that is Lockheed, which is the dragon that usually hangs out with Jubilee or or whatever. Um, who comes to life as a real dragon by the end of it. <sighs> All right, this is all wild. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I really like Maisie Maisie Williams' reign, Wolfbane is probably the most interesting character. Her and the guy who plays Sunspot had the mm-hmm. most interesting story plots that they could have really gone in on, but they just skim it. Uh, like Sunspot's whole thing is like a mystery, so you don't know like his powers until like near the end. But you learn like he's like he tries to he gets he starts making out and trying to have sex with uh, magic, and he starts like mm-hmm. burning up, kind of like like because that's his whole thing. Is he turns to fire, uh, and they and then he goes into a whole story. It's like that's how I killed my my girlfriend and my last girlfriend. Like I've never been intimate with anyone. Because I killed her by burning her alive when we got intimate. Okay. And 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 Wolfsbane whole thing is like she gets attacked by a holy man because <laughs> she becomes a werewolf. That's her whole thing. But she but a holy man thinks she's a witch, so brands her and beats the living shit out of her. Okay. <laughs> I'm this have fun bananas and it doesn't sound it's so hard <laughs> isn't it when you're like um thinking about like the slurs and bad bananas like when something sounds so, like how uh just last week or whatever we were like you know Godzilla versus Kong is stupid and insane but we love it <laughs> Yeah, this is the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This sounds exactly like the opposite. So, and like I said, maybe if they didn't worry so much about um, rooting it into X Men mm-hmm. and just let it be its own thing, but that's like they think they're there because the next step from being reformed or whatever is they get to go be X Men, and it's just I don't know this movie just re- I was like I kind I regretted it like I was just like I can't believe I just spent an hour almost two hours of my life watching this oh that's okay but again that's just mm-hmm. my take no that's fine uh, I'm I'm now kind of interested so I guess we're gonna find out aren't we yes. oh my goodness did, speaking of Godzilla versus Kong, did you see they put out concept art of what Mechagodzilla could have um, looked like? I 
feel like I follow that dude on Instagram that really, in, now that you mention it, like it rings a bell, but I'm having trouble picturing it in my mind. Well, all I, to me, it was just impressive because it just looked like Kong. I mean, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just, it, it was like more like g- generically looking like you know, Godzilla of, like from 2014 mm-hmm. that they just made metal and I'm like you know what I can appreciate the weird took take they did on it so it didn't kind of yeah so it felt different enough yeah that makes sense Rosie shut up <laughs> up there she's probably gonna piss no. on the floor <sighs> but yeah like I was telling you like I'm super like before we record I'm excited because I guess they put out Legendary's putting out two comic graphic novels this week of it's King Kong Dominion yeah. and Godzilla Oblivion, I think, mm-hmm. are what they're called. And they're like compendium graphic novels that take place before Godzilla vs. Kong. That's pretty cool though. I didn't know they were doing that, so that's pretty they cool. They did a couple there's a there was a one that came out that was a follow that was like a before I think Godzilla Awakening was like a before Got the 2014. That rings a bell, Godzilla. yeah. And I know they've done it with like Pacific Rim and stuff in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like said before, say it again. More so, I'm glad I'm doing more digital comics these days. But man, those two are only in graphic novel form, and I might have to just lay down some fat cash. Heck yeah. For it. Although I've never read any Godzilla uh, comics, I'm curious how those. They're Go fun. For the They're, most part. They, they, I have a lot of them. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, okay. if you find like uh, what what is it? Godzilla. I think there's like King of the. There's like Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is literally just a graphic novel where like aliens come to Earth. Godzilla fights monsters for like thirty six issues. <laughs> it's uh, like if Destroy cool. Monsters mm-hmm. was just in comic form. Okay. And they throw in some interesting like throwbacks to other Toho characters that haven't really made their appearance on the screen in a long time. Really? Yeah, like the the uh, the uh, the Gargantuas, Sanda and Gyra. Oh my God. I have those movies on my uh, HBO Max queue. That I've never seen them. The the War, oh, man, you should War watch the Gargantuas. It's just the one, right? Where the gargantuas? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, but it's hilarious because it, it's it's weirdly a sequel, but you don't really need to watch it. But it's a sequel to uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World. I've never seen that one either. Oh, it's so funny! It's it's just a giant Frankenstein child fighting Baragon. That is so funny. And that's it. <laughs> really funny i knew i i knew it existed I, it's just one of the ones i've never seen i need those need to be out on like like a spec on blu-ray or something soon just so i can have everything together all the my toho stuff together ah oh, that would be pretty funny but uh, they're apparently already starting to put out like 4k packs uh for when god king kong oh, godzilla versus king kong comes out Really? So you get like all four films in one. Oh, I can be down with that. I'm like, I don't need to spend more money, but <laughs> right. Nice, yeah. nice to have a complete cohesive list. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, did you do anything interesting? Uh, you've been what? You say you've been. What comics have you been? Yeah, you, know, you still oh, I've just been Superman? reading. I've just I've been doing all the the Superman stuff that I've been doing. No, this past week I didn't actually get a chance to do a whole hell of a lot. Um, or, well, I guess I did, but um, it just kind of um didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I um, lazy days. Yeah. Uh, well. Just mostly a lot of doing um, the same stuff I always do because I'm still trying to get through uh, all of my, you know, um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine and I'm still trying to get through the same run of comics that I've been trying to get through and stuff like that, so... Anything interesting that you've popped that have shown up that made you question things? On in my comics, or or in the or in deep space, because like we were talking about, I you were because you mentioned uh, I think in a tweet about like like silly things. That oh, make you silly ask things that pull me out of yeah. Um, actually, sort of. There was a weird episode I watched of. I'll tell you the plot of this Star Trek Deep Space Nine real quick. It is an episode where um. Basically, in the Ferengi culture on Deep Space Nine, only Ferengi culture is driven entirely by making profit. But for pretty much their entire history, women haven't been allowed to make any profit or wear clothes or anything like that. Because if they wear clothes, then they'll leave the home and they're not allowed to travel or anything. But then... The head of the Ferengi culture, his, he's called the Grand Nagus. He starts dating Quark, who's one of the main characters. He starts dating Quark's mom. And we know from, uh, it, it gets established that Quark's mom is um, essentially the equivalent, the Ferengi equivalent of, you know, here on Earth, you know, women getting the right to vote or not wear their burkas or whatever. You know, she's a, right. you know, she's a women's rights activist, basically. And she starts dating the Grand Nagus and she convinces him that women should be able to make profit. So he changes the law and then loses his position. He gets ousted. But it, so to get his position back, they want to convince uh, some um, high level Ferengi businessmen that it's actually not bad that women make profit. So they're going to introduce them to Quark's mom who is super smart and everything, <laughs> but she has a heart attack and has to go to the infirmary and miss the meeting. So they change Quark into a woman. They don't dress him like a woman. They give him a sex, a whole ass sex change. Okay. Okay. And he starts dating this guy. And then by the end of the by the end of the episode, they whole ass change him back into a man. And so Star Trek does these things from time and I say all that in a way to say they do these medical things from time to time basically that make me go, ah in changing Quark into a woman and then back into a man. And they also do it. They they give people, like, complete cosmetic surgery to look like a complete other alien race. Like, they can make people look like Klingons. They give them the full forehead ridges and everything. 
And then by the end of the episode, they go back to being humans. And it always just makes me go, that was convenient (laughs) for the sake of the plot. (laughs) I feel like lately I watch a lot of stuff um, that is just a lot of weird conveniences for plot reasons. Uh Like like even movies I've watched so, so many times, like I never think about it. And then one day I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there was something else. I forgot to bring this up um, last week or the week before, whenever it happened. I, I, I did talk about how I was reading the original Death of Superman. And I watched the Death and Reign of Superman. Actually, I didn't finish Reign of Superman, the animated movie. But I watched the Death of Superman movie. And I don't really want to bring this up because it's one of those arguments that's just too goddamn old. But it crossed my mind. In the original Death of Superman, they wreck a whole lot of Metropolis fighting Doomsday. Yeah. And all it made me think was, remember... When Man of Steel came out and everyone was like, boy, Superman and Zod sure wreck a whole lot of Metropolis. Superman would never wreck Metropolis. And I'm like, and so I was reading that comic and I was like, boy, Superman sure is wrecking a lot of Metropolis. (laughs) Remember when Man of Steel came out and everybody said Superman would never wreck Metropolis? (laughs) He would never do. Hell, there's like a whole arc in uh i haven't gotten to it yet but in justice league there's a whole arc i remember this very distinctly because of a similar argument where <clears throat> dark side comes to earth and he's like beating the crap out of superman mm-hmm. and then superman turns around and just starts beating the shit out of him throwing him through like buildings and stuff and he he looks directly at dark side and is like the problem with most place people is that i have to be I have to be careful how much strength I use, but with you, I don't have to. And then immediately throws him for like three buildings, including the Daily Planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually uh, fairly common because I was reading another Superman comic recently. Um, and of course, it was in the New 52, which a lot of people always say is not good. Uh, I kind of like it, but I'm not well enough acquainted with Superman to like say how good it is or not compared to others. But anyway, the point is like he was fighting a dude in one of those comics and he's like, well, have to, uh, have to hit him as hard as I can. Like I normally have to hold back, but I got to hit this dude as, as hard as I can. (sighs) Maybe, maybe Superman's the real villain. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's okay because if we if the fans get their way, Batfleck will be back any dead times now. Nope, nope. Restore the Batman move, the Batfleck bill. Nope. God, nope. these hashtags are just getting more and more ridiculous. I know. Well, that's what happens when you give friggin' people that don't deserve it what they want. What's really funny is, like. Since since J- Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, like every company that has some sort of like merchandise involved is now putting out like new merchandise, and they're still hailing this movie as like 
God's gift to man. Like I saw one from a company that was like, like the whole like what was it? The greatest film of the year needs to have the greatest like vinyl release. And I'm just like, can we? Can we just shut up? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm, some people are going to think that. Yeah, great sure. for them, which is great. But let's let's not sugarcoat this for what it actually is. <laughs> sure, you know. Especially if apparently there's added more footage that Zack Snyder said, <sighs> yeah, this was a whole other scene in this. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Did we, last week, I have forgotten... Did we talk about the trailer for Long Halloween? No, that happened after that episode. That's what uh, I thought. Episode. I yeah. think it looks pretty good. I know some I'm people. I'm it. I think some people are dis. I know some people are disappointed um, that they didn't try to emulate Tim Sale's art. Uh, which I sort of get, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Like Tim sales art is really goddamn weird and I'm ultimately okay that they didn't pick that one. You know what I mean? Also, I I really like that Jensen Ackles is voicing Batman. Totally. And he's, he sounds good. He sounds, you know, and Call me weird, but I'm actually kind of excited to see Calendar Man. Oh, totally. Calendar Man is... is um... Oh, and he's being played by Dave Dismalchin, who is also... Yeah. <laughs> who is also Poketop Man in the Suicide Squad, which I think is fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. I think it's a whole... I think it looks pretty good, so... It, it seems to be following the same kind of uh, format that... Um... The Dark Knight Return, or the night like the that animated film, mm-hmm. uh, like it, because it looks like it's like a part one, part two kind of deal. Yeah, which is good because uh, Long Halloween's really uh, quite a long story. Yeah, so that reminds me. I don't know if I, I may have mentioned this last time, but I'm gonna send you a photo. Um, uh. Once I find uh, no, not uh, uh, I may have talked about this last time when we were talking about like characters and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I've mentioned in terms of DC's uh, weird thing they do with characters, mm-hmm. um, they the whole the first new arc of the Infinite Frontier stuff it revolves around Scarecrow for Batman. And I just sent you a photo of what Scarecrow looks like. Did you send it in the I texted it to you. Oh, you texted it to me? Because I haven't gotten it yet. So it's yeah, good. I'm, I'm texting it to you. Um, I'm digging it. It's very different. Uh, and I kind of wish there was a figure for it already. <laughs> hmm. It's um, apparently being slow because I haven't gotten the text. So when it comes God. in, I will let you know. All right. Um, yeah. but yeah, other than that, like the man, DC stuff lately is just like, I don't know. Like I kind of, I'm, I'm put out more of the animated films, I, even though uh, I did watch, I don't know if I ever told you, but I watched the Deathstroke one. Yeah, uh, you did Knights. tell me, uh, we yeah. talked about it on the show actually, and that it was yeah. super weird. It's super weird and dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. 
Okay, let's see what this looks like here. Oh, uh, oh my God, he's got on a um, oh, come back picture. He's got on the um, oh God, what is the name of that? Uh, like it looks hat. like a plague doctor mask, but it's yeah. also like a gas mask going on. He's got the needles on his fingers like the Arkham Scarecrow. That hat is kind of fucked up. Uh, the long hair, I'm not... Eh. I'm kind of digging it. On the whole, I'm actually not digging it. That's not... Okay, that's definitely not my favorite Scarecrow look, actually. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. would prefer... I mean, I prefer overall Arkham Scarecrow. I like Arkham Scarecrow, and there's a couple others that I... I... I'm pretty fond of as well. So. I mean, my it's I'm weird because I think one of my favorite designs is from the last night uh, story because he has no bottom half of his body. <laughs> that's super weird too. That's, he really that's hangs a, out on Bane. Yeah, but that's also a special like kind of uh, future. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to build that figure once I have my own place where I can build figures. Is that the Bane one? Yeah, the yeah I have that whole line and like Scarecrow comes by himself with Bane's chest. Yep, uh, that Bane figure. I'm actually not wild about that Bane figure either, just because it's um really big. Like he's really bulky. It's it is fucking hefty. He's really bigger than there's a lot of different depictions of bane and sometimes they do draw him that really really big and that's definitely not my favorite um like like picking that thing up was like almost like picking up uh the my like the marvel dime the diamond select uh like abomination like that yep. thing just has some heft to it yeah oh speaking of which right out on my porch did your right hulk now, show up it's it's yeah, it's on the porch. I actually forgot to go out and get it before we uh, started podcast. Time for podcast. a photo shoot. Yep, yep, totally. Uh, all right, well, I think we should talk about the biggest thing of the week because I've been chomping at the bit to, <sighs> to finally talk about this. Uh, I, I think the I Falcon told... and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think I've said it. Uh, I know I said it on Twitter. I, don't, I, haven't, I know I haven't, we haven't really talked about it yet. Personally... This was probably my favorite fucking episode so far from this series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. Uh, 100%. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, it had a lot going on in it, uh, in terms of which we can dive into, of course, in terms of uh, the messages that it's, well, message, in, you know, thematically, it had a lot going on. Had some really good fight scenes and everything going on. And the fight with the Dora Milaje. Ah, oh, the Dora Milaje have <laughs> jurisdiction. Which, I don't know if that works out legally, but it was a cool line. The Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Milaje happen to be. Yeah. Or happen to find themselves. I mean, like, yeah, the overall aspects of this show, is, like, this episode, which I didn't realize it's only a six-episode series. Um, really? Yeah. I thought it uh, was... Apparently it's six. Ah, boy, I so thought it we, was eight. No, apparently it's six episodes. Or was, oh, no, uh, whatchamacallit was eight, wasn't it? W WandaVision was eight. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, the 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 really cool thing about this is like, uh, we have like the like this. There was a lot of aspects to it that were really interesting, like Falcon Sam trying to talk to Carly. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like one on one to be like, no, I understand. I actually understand what you're trying to do. I just can't support how you're going about it. Yeah, that was really good. You know, uh, I want to dig into Carly a little bit because. Oh yeah, she is. She became very interesting. <laughs> Number one, I texted you. I cannot <laughs> stop when she is on the screen. It is mean. I know it is, it's but when so she is on mean. the screen, I cannot stop thinking of. <laughs> Hartman and his what presentation ginger? about ginger vice. Ew, gross. Ah, sick, sick. Ah, ah. ginger vice. Oh, and you know what? I'm gonna make a note of the time. Forty-three, forty. I'm gonna insert sound bites just in case people have not heard that bit of. We've all seen him on the playground, at the store, walking on the streets. They creep us out and make us feel sick to our stomachs. I'm talking, of course, about ginger kids. Oh, sick. Roast. Ginger kids are born with a disease which causes very light skin, red hair, and freckles. Ah, oh, nasty. Yuck. This disease is called gingivitis, and it occurs because ginger kids have no souls. What? Kids who have gingivitis cannot be cured. Ah, oh, sick. Roast. Yuck! Because their skin is so light, ginger kids must avoid the sun. Not unlike... Vampires. <sighs> That's not true, fat ass. I have red hair, and I don't have to avoid the sun. I was getting to that, if you'll let me. Some people have red hair, but not light skin and freckles. These people are called... Daywalkers. Who? Daywalkers? This is all a bunch of crap. Mrs. Garrison, I'm really having a difficult time with all these interruptions. Kyle, let Eric give his presentation. It's not a presentation, it's a hate speech. People aren't creeped out by gingers. I am. Mrs. Garrison, I am trying to give my presentation. Kyle, let let Eric give his presentation. It's not a presentation, it's a hate speech. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, take that from the daywalker. <laughs> so freaking funny. <laughs> but yeah, her whole character, her character be like really came to head of what she yep. really became like between like she still truly believes what she's doing and how she's going about it is right because yep. there's no other way around it and trying to defend that she's not a fa- of she not a fascist is, uh, she's another one of those ones like we talked about with um killmonger where she's not wrong. Like, she says in this episode, she has her thing about uh, one world, one people, which is actually a yeah. beautiful idea, and it's it's something to strive for in the world, but you can't get there by murdering people. <laughs> Yeah, it's and she that whole like I really dug that whole conversation with Sam, where it's like, well, you're like you're going about this uh, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like you're building an army to fight 
uh, and like, no, I'm not. And like, right? Yeah, and you he are. Even, oh, and he tricked her too, which I thought was interesting. When he does, also, I like that we get the side of Sam since we're talking about her conversation with Sam, where we can see a little bit more of why Sam is a good Captain America, or will be a good Captain yeah. America. Where he's like, look. Uh, Obviously, John Walker, he wants to barge in there into the funeral and just arrest her right in the funeral. And Sam is like, no, hey, like civilians, casualties, like, look, I used to counsel soldiers who came back from war. Like, let me just talk to her. And he goes in there and he does everything he's supposed to. Like we said, he says, you know, I believe in your cause. I think it's a good cause. I just don't agree with the way you're doing it. He kind of wins her over. And then he says, you know, you can't kill innocent people. And she goes, they're not innocent. They're roadblocks to my cause. And I would kill them again if I had to. And he goes, whoa. And she goes, no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. And it's like, yeah, you did. Like, you're... And then later, like, she's definitely not a bad person. And this is the other thing I want to talk about a little bit later when we talk about John Walker is the idea of not bad people just regular people she's a regular flawed person who wants to do the right thing but because the super soldier serum enhances who you are the only reason steve rogers is steve rogers and even um zemo acknowledges it at one point in this episode there's never been another steve rogers is because steve is the most exceptionally good person there could be. And everybody else there is not. Yeah. Everybody else, even if they want to be a good person, is still a regular person who makes mistakes. And so for Carly, yeah, her a, mistakes are being amplified. <laughs> which we'll talk more about when we get into Walker. But mm-hmm. it brings back the, the, I, the conversation that Cap and Tony had where Tony looks at Cap and is like, everything that's special about you came from a bottle. And it's like, in a way, he's right. But what really makes him different from everyone else is Mm -hmm. his personality and what he did with it. And he genuinely wants to help with the best intentions. Whereas everyone else is just faulty of their own own hangups. And also, if we look at, like, Carly and later on John Walker or Red Skull or anybody else um, the difference between them and Steve and even Bucky is they're all taking it because they want the power that the serum has to offer Steve didn't care about the power Steve volunteered because he wanted to be helpful and Bucky got the serum involuntarily he was forced to have it and so he's not being a terrible person now partly because he wants to overcome being the winter soldier and all the horrible things he had to do under force you know under being brainwashed whereas carly is going to end up doing horrible things including even though she says she doesn't mean it, it's still not a good thing to threaten children because she threatens Sam's nephews. Yeah, like straight up just like calls Sam's sister and be like, I'm just trying to figure out who your brother is. 
Mm-hmm. And if I have to take him out, even if that means I have to come and visit you guys, and oh man, Sam gets pissed. As he should. Don't threaten yeah. kid. But also, that conversation was also really interesting because Sarah says something to Carly that is something else you and I have talked about. Where Carly is like, you know, oh, you're you're new Captain America, and Sarah's like, uh, no. Yeah. His country, you know, this country doesn't care about my world, so why should I care about its mascot? Yeah, damn. Yeah, this this episode had a lot of really thoughtful zingers that I was like, shit. Yeah, and I couldn't even begin to get to all of it, because uh, Zemo had some interesting points, too, even, where Zemo, um, <clears throat> like I said, he goes on his whole super soldiers shouldn't exist thing, and they're like, the well, they like they tell him, well, when, he's like, when we get to see Carly, I'm gonna do this because you guys don't have the balls to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, what else is? Oh, uh, Zemo was also a total creep with his Baba Black. That was with candy, and ca- giving candy to kids. Yeah, I'm like, what is happening? Uh what else did I want to talk about before we get to John Walker? Um, well, their whole thing when, like, after the weird... Like, I'm still not 100% sure Zemo's full intentions right now. Cause... No, especially since in that... Uh, well, in the final part where he is, or... Um, well, his main intention is obviously to... Destroy super soldiers. Like he but starts, there, he shoots Carly. But there's something else there. Sure, that's uh, some somewhere there is. But he does shoot Carly, and he destroys all but one vial of the serum. Yeah, uh, which John Walker pockets and later takes. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> but then he escapes, and I love the scene when he escapes when John, when all of them are fighting the Dora Milaje, and he's sitting there having his cocktail, and then he calmly gets up, walks into the bathroom, and closes the door. <laughs> he just doesn't I even, love it. He's just sitting there sipping. <laughs> I also love Bucky's comment to John during that when the Dora Milaje came, looking strong, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's he, what's really cool too was this episode all. Opened with Ao and uh, Bucky's mm. like whole interaction about like how helping him confront when and... she finally breaks his programming, right? And then of course when they have the fight, and then you realize that they have the ability, which ob- makes obvious it's obvious mm-hmm. they can do it, where they can just take his arm off. She does a couple quick boop boop on his yeah. shoulder, and his arm just falls right off. But the other thing about those two scenes, the one where she shows him, well, and she even says at the at the beginning of the episode, she calls him White Wolf. She says, you have eight hours, you know, when Bucky says, um, you, uh, he's a means, he's a to, means an to an end. To, yeah. And she goes, okay, you have eight hours, White Wolf. And then at the end of the episode, even though we don't see the translation when she speaks, um, Wakandan to him after she knocks his arm off it's she calls him James instead of White Wolf and he looks very crestfallen and you get the impression that like she whatever she said to him was kind of 
like maybe she lost some respect for him and that broke his heart because he lost of faith yeah yeah it's very man just like god it's so hard like like you can tell just how gut wrench because he was at peace Mm -hmm. in wakanda and then he came back and all that and he really just wanted to be nothing but at peace and they even made uh ao even said it the second time uh, where it's like even the means to an end, uh, it's something along those lines. Like even if this is the means to the end, it's not the best idea. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Where yep. it's yeah, it, that whole it's just so freaking good. But really, the biggest piece of this whole thing is, is fucking John Walker. A hundred percent. Holy shit! <laughs> Number one, we see him in the scene where he wants to go charging in. And just arrest Carly and obviously, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam, she's Sam <laughs> doesn't want him to do that. And Sam's like, no, you're not, you know, let me go talk to her. And he paces around out there like he is a caged tiger. He is so unhinged in this episode. He wants to go in there. So Maybe. I want to talk about that when we get there. But um, he wants to go in there so bad. And then he does and he messes up what Sam is going for. And then he has his ass just handed to him by the Dora Milaje, which (laughs) they um, holding the shield. They yes, and then um, when they're going to go up against the Dora Milaje, I love when Sam even says to him, "You've got a better chance fighting Bucky." Yeah, <laughs> he tries to warn him, "You've got a better chance fighting Bucky," um, and that obviously doesn't work. And so, and you can see when John does have his ass handed to him by the Dora Milaje, and he's there on the floor just bleeding and he just goes they weren't even super soldiers yeah and then and then he has that conversation with his buddy uh battlestar uh, battlestar like, you take it and here's a huge difference again talking about the differences earlier um when zemo says to sam if you had been offered the serum, would you take it? Sam doesn't hesitate. He says no. And then John says to Battlestar, if you had a his chance name, to, I think his name is Lamar. Lamar Hoskins is yeah. his real name. Yeah. If you had the chance, would you take it? And he says yes, without any hesitation, he would take yeah. it. But John... Again, it goes back to that idea of good guy versus regular guy and john is a to me he seems like even despite what he does at the end which we might as everybody listening has seen the episode when he just takes a serum and then straight up murders that dude after hoskins dies i don't think i I don't think Walker is a bad guy. I think he is a guy. And he, the stress of this is the this is the biggest thing he's had to deal with as mm-hmm. Captain America and being the symbol of America 
and yeah. the stress is causing him to really to and especially getting his ass handed to him is forcing mm-hmm. him to really rethink like what do I have to do to get to Steve's level he doesn't understand that Steve just was that he thinks he should be and I thought I was thinking about this today while I was at work he is so military that he think you know and when you're in the military people that are of a certain rank just are treated with respect by completely just because of their rank because in yeah. the military you don't have a choice even terrible people if some if you're one rank and somebody is way above you if you're like a private and a general comes in the room it doesn't matter if that general is the world's biggest dick. You have to treat him with respect because he's the general and you're a private, right? To me, that's kind of the vibe I get from Walker where he feels like simply because he is Captain America, it he doesn't matter what he does. He deserves to be treated a certain way because he's Captain America. Right. You see what I yeah. mean? And that whole conversation with Lamar before then mm-hmm. of talking about like how they wish they had the serum yeah. while they were while they were over at war because of how many lives they've lost and they could have saved. And this is yeah, and that's sort of why I also don't think he's a bad dude because Lamar reminds him of his medals of honor yeah. and he says, "Oh great, I have three medals to remember the worst day of my life." And while we were in Afghanistan, it didn't feel at all like we were doing the right thing. And this is the first thing I've ever done where it feels like I'm doing the right thing. Being Captain America feels like I'm doing it. So he's not, but he's just, he's not Steve Rogers and he's not Sam. And I think even Sam isn't as good as Steve Rogers, but I think the difference is sometimes there's that old saying about, um, how uh, people that want power shouldn't have it. It yeah. should only be the people that don't want it that should have it. And that's Sam. Sam doesn't want to be Captain America, which is why he's a perfect choice for Cap. And John wants to be Captain America really bad. <laughs> and that, and, and especially as we get into the main crux where they're fighting the Flag Smashers, mm-hmm. and you just see him go ham on like everyone that's come through and mm-hmm. then you and then the moment where Carly quote unquote like accidentally kills Lamar oh like, I think that she was, totally accidentally killed oh, she, yeah. she just punched him which was holy he shit he flew way across the room and like smashed into a concrete pillar and died <laughs> yeah and then just that anger and stress of how far mm-hmm. John has come to get to try to get to that level and unfortunately, that is kind of his driven force be under the serum. So that is kind of like his personality. And yes. then goes complete revenge and almost and basically just decapitates a guy's head. Yeah. Like, and I'm oh. curious to see next episode. Because, yeah, everybody there in the moment watching him and filming him is horrified that he's doing this right but and this is another thing i thought of at work today when he is standing up and looking around and he's holding the shield and it's covered in blood is that not the perfect 
metaphor for exactly what America actually is. Oh, totally. So Steve was always kind of this symbol of the American myth. Like America's perfect. America's great. Everybody loves America. John is kind of this what America is at the moment where he really wants to do the bad. He really wants to be the good guy and do the right thing, but he fucks up a lot. Right. Yeah. And so Sam, to me, when he becomes Captain America, is a symbol of will then be the symbol of what America should be. So if Steve represented the myth of the perfect America and John represents like the fuck up that America really is in real life, then Sam can represent what America really should aim to be in the future. And this also is really interesting because it really sets up uh, John depending where they decide to go if they even bring it back or what like his u.s agent status where Mm -hmm. he's demoted but he still has the powers and he gets a different shield and stuff so my assumption is if we're going off of the basis that we have two episodes left and then we're done Mm -hmm. my assumption would be next episode is going to be the fallout and with carly yeah like i think carly's last episode is that is going to be this week and then the week after that is going to be the fight for the shield I'm pretty curious what the fallout um, actually will be for John simply because, excuse me, simply because uh, I think a lot of, because you know how a lot of people are getting behind the flag smashers. Yeah. um, I'm wondering how many people, especially in the U.S. government, will be like, well, that dude right there was a terrorist. Of course he had to go kill that terrorist. You know what I mean? So I'm he's, really... I intrig- think he's going to end up in Madripoor. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm still curious because, like, we saw... We saw Sharon... Uh, we saw uh, Sharon a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I still not think really she's... Not doing much. I still I, think she's power broker. <laughs> I mean, I'm still not 100... Like I said, I'm not 100% convinced she is, but like I said, would not surprise me if she was mm-hmm. but i wouldn't be surprised like so i would think if she is power broker maybe the season ends with walker and madripoor and comes it's like power broker wants to talk to you and it happens to be sharon mm-hmm. it's like i have a job I, for you the only reason i still think she is uh power broker is because when we see her when she's on the phone with sam she seems to have bodyguards yeah there's a lot of bodyguards happening and so why would an art dealer which she claims to be have bodyguards right you know what i mean so so i'm i'm assuming we're i feel like the power broker's done like i think we're gonna find out the power broker's probably sharon or something by the end of the season Mm -hmm. um but i think we're kind of past that point where there if if we're going off of two episodes left where Maybe Zemo goes to Madripoor, meets up with the power broker or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like Carly. I feel like the end of the series is going to be the battle for the shield. Like the next episode is going to be Carly, uh, the rest of the Fly Smashers or whatever, uh, trying to get through the motions, and Sam probably talking to Carly. Something along those lines, where 
that comes that's done and it sets up the main battle between Sam and Bucky versus uh, John. Yeah, because it, it's it, the last episode. It's got to be just Sam and Bucky versus John, right? Right, where we yeah. hopefully will see that, like Sam, be like, you know what? I am taking the shield. Like mm-hmm. maybe the people, if this, if this is still happening in Latvia, or no, in Riga, if this is still happening in that area, and more people are watching as Sam beats the living crap out of John to get the shield, mm-hmm. that might also sway. Like, no, you are, you are what America needs to be right now. Like you need to be that symbol. Yep. So I'm. This show's got me hooked. Like it, this was kind of a slow burn at first, but oh, man, I love it. It's yeah, great. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, I straight up love it. It's yeah. great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so yeah, we have apparently two episodes left. That's what I hear. So I guess I'll I'll probably by next week we'll probably read some comics and hopefully find some other fun. Oh. I did start watching another show. I totally forgot. Um, right. But at the same time, I feel like I feel like as an ending, uh, uh, like near the end of the show, it's going to be very lackluster. So um, on Amazon Prime, there's a new animated show called Invincible. I've heard a lot about this. I haven't actually seen it yet. I haven't finished the first episode yet because I got sidetracked. Was kind of digging it a little mm-hmm. bit. I've never read the comic. Um, but it's basically this kid who's born, it's basically like a a kid who gets superpowers when he turns 18 and learning to become a superhero kind of deal. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's like more adult style. I I don't know. I need to go back and finish that first episode, but I was sort of digging it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. I know it's based on a image comic. It's, or I believe comic? Invincible's an image book. Okay, that, yeah, Let's find that's what out. I thought. So, Invincible, yeah. which is funny because I have not. It's funny because I've heard a lot of people. I've heard people talk about talk about it, but at the same time, it's everyone saying the same thing. Of why is no one talking about this? <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of people talking about it, so I don't know how anybody could think it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's Ro- uh, Robert Kirkman, so Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Skybound. Skybound, okay. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. So maybe I'll watch some more of that. All right, cool. Well, uh, I guess that just about does it for now, because uh, we covered a whole lot of stuff involving Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So. Yes. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will catch you next time. Later. Later. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.